0: Hello, I'm Barry Adams. Welcome to the Law Made Easy podcast. This podcast is about sibling disputes and avoiding them. This is the first of a two-part series, and this podcast is really for the parents and it's advice about how to avoid pitting your children against each other and avoiding the sibling rivalry after you die. The second in this series is a podcast about resolving sibling disputes. This is more for the children of the parents who didn't listen to this podcast and didn't follow my advice about how to avoid pitting your children against each other and causing a sibling dispute. So let's start with some basics. You need a proper estate plan. My podcast, Estate Plan Basics, The Four Building Blocks, covers that in detail. Please refer to that if you want more information or haven't resolved to do that in your case. The four building blocks are the trust, the will, the durable power of attorney, and the advanced health care director. So whether you put your plan together already or just doing so now, you need to give some serious thought about how you can avoid putting your kids in a sibling dispute. Some of the plans fail because they essentially create the sibling dispute. The terms of your will and trust simply make it impossible for the kids not to fight. Some plans fail simply because they don't address obvious issues that could have been avoided and therefore cause the sibling dispute. So let's talk about the first key issue. Who's in charge after you are incapacitated or gone? Who's your fiduciary, your trustee, your agent? It's really critical to pick the right person for the job. I have an entire podcast about this issue, but let's give some attention to this at this time. First, ask if one of your kids can handle the job. Ask yourself this question. Do they have the ability? Do they have the time? Do they have the experience and willingness to do the job? In other words, do they want it? Will they do it? Are they just trying to make you happy by saying yes, or are they really willing to take this job on? Can they get along with their other siblings well enough to really complete this difficult task? If you don't have any kids that can do this job, Think about an independent party, an independent fiduciary, or a bank. This is not necessarily the best solution, but in some cases you may have no other possibility. People your age generally aren't the people that you put in charge because they're your age. So the chance of them outliving you significantly or being in a position later in their life where they want to take on your kids isn't high. In fact, most cases I've had where an uncle or an aunt is put in charge, they immediately resign because they just don't want the hassle. It's not their kids, they don't feel the same level of responsibility, and they tend to be in situations where they're getting older and just don't want this. Putting the wrong kid in charge of the trust can certainly enhance the sibling rivalry. Putting an independent in charge can at least alleviate some of the bad feelings, Instead of getting a letter from their brother saying, hey, you guys don't go to the house and take anything out of there, they'd be like, what? What's he doing? Why is he saying that to us? Who does he think he is? Where if it's an independent person, they can sort of understand that this is somebody that has to cover their own interests and make sure that they're legally protected. So talk to your prospective trustee and make sure they will do the job. My preference in all cases except the very seldom cases, is to avoid co-trustees. Co-trustees either usually fight or one person does all the work and the other person takes all the credit. It just doesn't work out very often. Once you have that person in mind and have selected them, let's talk about some other issues. I want to say emphatically, except in very rare cases, avoid a complete disinheritance of your kid. There may be situations where this is justified, certainly, but I still think it's better to give them some money, some part of your inheritance, so that it gives them some incentive not to challenge your trust or will. Because if everybody says, if I leave them a dollar, then they can't challenge. Well, the truth of the matter is there needs to be some incentive, some part of the trust. Otherwise, they can challenge with impunity, because if they're able to set aside your trust, then they're setting aside that no contest clause and they can possibly inherit. I know that may be difficult to understand, but just, again, I advise leaving them something. You may have people that are so far outside the bounds of the family, have been so abusive that you just simply can't leave them anything, and I do understand that, but just be advised that it can certainly give somebody the impetus to challenge. And then just treating people unequally is the other thing I like to avoid at all costs. This creates the potential for sibling disputes. Little Joey got the house, and all I got was the parents' money. Well, Mom and Dad ended up using all the money on caregiving. Jimmy gets the house, and I get some paper bags. So it's just something that you've got to be very careful about that's why I try to give equal percentages to the kids rather than give specific assets. Now there may be situations where it's very important for you to give somebody a house or whatever, but just try to be as careful as you can about leaving things equally. Otherwise you will create bad feelings. I have a little phrase, it's called when the family dynamics change, when the parents die, the family goes from a hierarchy to anarchy and then we often have a situation where the siblings are at each other's throats because they're trying to decide who's in charge now. We don't have the patriarch and the matriarch anymore, and now I want to be the head dog. So just be aware of that issue. Be very careful about trying to help what I would call the wounded bird kid, the kid who's never had it well, never done well, never had the job, had issues, went through divorce, whatever the situation may be. Be very careful about helping the wounded beard at the expense of the successful family members what kind of message are you sending to the good kids when you give more to the kid who they consider to be the screw-up the one that maybe you've helped throughout their life to keep them on their feet whereas these other people are successful now your final coup de grace to leave that kid all or most of your estate at the expense of the successful kids how are you rewarding them for a successful life by giving your money and assets to the one kid who hasn't done well? In this whole area of estate planning, the only currency that we show our love with is through the money and assets. So if you're giving all that currency to one party, one person, you're not showing very much love to the other kids. There may be situations where those kids say, hey, I want you to give this all to Jimmy. It's his only chance. I've got plenty. I think that's a different situation. So let's talk about the number one fight area. What is it? Your stuff, your things, your personal property. I know it sounds crazy, but it is. It's not about the money in this context. It's really about the fight. The personal property is just a very easy area for people to fight about. It's an easy area for the sibling rival to be played out. I wanted that. Mom promised me that. Dad said I could have that. You know I wanted his hunting. You're not even interested in hunting. And sometimes these issues are not about people getting things they're about keeping other people from getting things. It's about not that I must have it, it's must that you must not have it. So think carefully about that. Be specific in any details about your personal property or just get rid of things that you know are going to be a problem and let people know you did it. Do as much as you can in your life to avoid this dispute. It can be avoided. And also give your trustee or executor the legal ability to deal with these issues. So you put as much detail as you can in your will, trust, or in a letter that's with those items, who gets what, but then give your executor or trustee the legal authority to deal with this dispute by simply saying, okay, if you guys can't agree, I'm going to donate to charity or whatever draconian thing that they're really not going to like. So that can be dealt with. Talk to your attorney about that and make sure that you give your trustee the legal authority because fighting about personal property also causes a lot of other hard feelings, but it also delays your estate because if you can't clean out your house to personal property, then how can you sell it or distribute it to one of your kids? It just is something that's important. So make sure you pay attention to that and also give your trustee the authority to deal with that. Just take a realistic look at your family. Let's take the rose-colored glasses off here. Look at who you think is going to be the problem. Talk to other people on the outside, maybe your own friends or family members, and say, well, what do you think I should do about this? Or ask for some input on where they see the problems. And they may know things that you don't know. I may be able to say in some terms, you know, I wouldn't do that. And I'm not saying you need to rely on them to make your estate plans, but just make yourself aware of of the issues. You need to plan properly to avoid a dispute. You need to really take real issues into consideration, and you need to be proactive rather than reactive. If you need to take the toys uh, off the playing field so that the kids aren't going to have a fight, do it. So once again, on my website, I have a... PowerPoint presentation called How to Avoid Conflict and Contest with Your Estate Plan. It goes into some of these issues in more detail. So go to adamsandrafferty.com. That's A-D-A-M-S-A-N-D-R-A-F-F-E-R-T-Y.com. Remember, this is just general legal opinion. It's not specific legal advice tailored to your situation. If you want specific legal advice and want to become a client, Email me at barry at adamsandrafferty.com or call 707-542-6644. This is Barry Adams for the Law Made Easy podcast.